0: hi i'm micah and i'm amelia and we know it's been a very long time since the last crime time episode. six months no like nine eight nine months <laughs> time yeah. is just i don't know what it is anymore, a long but time ago literally
1: yeah. since the beginning of you know Coronavirus.
0: Yeah, our last episode was Stacy Castor, the woman who killed two of her husbands. Crazy blah, blah, blah. Good Very episode. Very interesting. Very
1: yeah.
0: good episode. Fun. Um, so this episode, we're talking about a woman named Juana Barraza.
1: First off, this story. Maybe not as gory as the other no, ones. It's not super gory. But still, it's just really messed up. Like sexual you know.
0: abuse, physical abuse, murder. Mm, parental advisor strangulation yeah so
1: you know if you're a kid or you know sensitive you don't like all this stuff then don't listen yeah but everyone else please stay seated
0: yes oh and also another thing very important to mention we are outside right now oh
1: yeah we are so you're probably gonna hear oh my god earlier or literally right when we started there were two girls doing a tiktok in the background they were so you might hear that but
0: yeah So, moving on, wear a mask. Oh, yes, for sure. So, our story starts in Mexico City in 2003. So, it's not America, it's not Italy, it's not Europe. (laughs) It's Mexico City, y'all. Yeah, so, um, yeah, and it's not that long ago, 17 years ago. Damn. And um, a big part of this story is a form of professional Mexican wrestling called Lucha Libre, which translates as freestyle wrestling or an even more literal translation would be free fight.
1: This reminds me of <laughs> <laughs> the movie Nacho Libre, just because that's the only like image of like Lucha Libre, Lucha Libre yeah. I have in my head Um, Jack Black. with Jack Black when he's wow. wearing that costume that he makes. So
0: is that like what this wrestling was like yeah. or is that just very far off? I, I think so. I mean, it's similar um it's based on lucha libre right yeah okay no. moving on what do you mean you didn't see it? okay whatever continue um so it's a very intense sport yeah and for sure wrestlers like they dress up colorfully they wear masks and it's a bit different from american wrestling because the attacks are more um aerial and you actually like leap up in the air mm. grab each other see, that's why jack black was good at throw it, each other know? down <laughs> like it's like very it's like very crazy
1: theatrical i feel like
0: yeah theatrical (laughs) it would be very fun to watch we should go see one in in mexico let's go no let's not go now (laughs) we'll just watch a movie oh yeah for sure um but yeah so let's move on to the start of our story in 2003 the killing of elderly women starts to rise and um there isn't really like a specific case that triggers it But people just start to suspect that there is a serial killer on the loose. Right. So, They don't have any idea about the suspect at all. No, they do not. They don't have any evidence that ties it together. They just are starting to see a pattern, which is elderly women killed in their own homes. Murdered. Jesus. Yeah. And um, elderly women... Hold a particularly important role in Mexican culture. Abuelas. Yeah. Abuelas. Grandmothers. Caregivers. And the idea that they were being killed and that they were in a vulnerable position um, and it left just, like, unprotected. Just really Yeah. People were fucking terrified. Right. They were like, what's going on? We need to find this person immediately. Hmm. And so the news. The media, everyone caught on to what was happening really fast. And the name of Mata Viejitas, or the little old lady killer Girl, in Spanish.
1: Mata vie, Viejitas.
0: Viejitas. Yes. Mata vie- Viejitas. Girl, we
1: need to practice our Spanish.
0: Girl, I've taken Spanish <laughs> for like six years and I, and I still do not Mata know Mata Viejitas. Mata Viejitas. No. Whatever. Mata, okay. <laughs> whatever. We're going to cut it that It was out. dubbed by the press and quickly caught on. So, everyone was calling this killer El Viejitas. No no suspect, no image of what the suspect no. would be, but the name was present. Yeah. Right. And so, um, the, the starting of any investigation is a creation of a profile. So, they created one, and they assumed that it was a white, heterosexual man.
1: I mean, don't we all always think, that's what yeah. we always think the serial killer is going to be. Because
0: Mexico did not have, like serial killers in the traditional sense that we americans do right we have this like cult like serial killer like culture almost everyone
1: knows about ted bundy ted all bundy, of those people they have like fans i mean that's what like tr- a lot it's of creepy. true crime is about you know yeah. that's, we have that true crime culture in america yeah
0: we have that um but they don't have the same thing right. and so they just assumed that because they had a serial killer it was a white heterosexual dude i mean that's not so crazy but right. um yeah and the bodies of these women were um killed in ways that used physical strength so they were like it's a dude and they presumed that it was a strongly built dude
1: so how were they usually killed
0: they were usually strangled with like stockings or like a phone cord i'm pretty sure um but yeah i think they were most of the time strangled scarves stockings and in one case a telephone cord wow yeah so um yeah so they profiled this person as a white dude and um later a few weeks maybe months later people started to talk people started to realize that um there were eyewitnesses who had seen the killer leave and like two of these eyewitnesses said that it was a woman. Right. That she had makeup on, she was wearing woman's clothes. And um yeah, I mean I mean that's enough
1: to really get an idea of what the suspect is.
0: Yeah. Um, but the police just did not they couldn't grasp the idea.
1: Of it being a woman?
0: No. <sighs> they could not. They were like, okay, so it's not it's not a woman it must be a man dressing as a woman girl what yes i'm sorry <laughs> so they were just like okay it's a cross dresser um which is actually something like kind of like really fucked up which i see a lot in crime shows and stuff like there are episodes where it's like oh like a cross dresser the killer's a cross dresser like i've seen that like multiple times and what's basically happening is that they're like equating queerness to sexual failure and like repression they're equating it to serial kill what do you mean by that when you think of serial killers you think of like these dudes who kill women sexually assault women um there's often sexual violence involved um when you say that a killer When you, like, decide for the investigation that a killer is, must be, a homosexual man with cross-dressing tendencies, then, like, like, other than just being a woman, you're saying that you think that homosexuality is equal to sexual failure and Ah, like
1: that's probably like part of their explanation for why none of the victims were like sexually assaulted yeah because they just thought it was like a homosexual man
0: yeah that's yeah so it's kind of fucked up they're just like saying like homosexuals are perverts that's Mm. what they're reinforcing here by like writing this profile and um that's like their reasoning behind why these women are getting killed And, um, but they had no evidence, like, at all. Right. That's crazy.
1: I mean, they had eyewitness reports that it was a woman, but they couldn't trust the public. Right. Just because of their own bias. Yeah. It's Mm. fucked up.
0: That is messed up. Um, but one of the most important parts of the investigation, because there was no evidence, was, um, them making sketches. Of <laughs> sorry. Like, series of sketches. Series. sorry. like series. they made like over sixty four sketches of this person.
1: Did they all kind of look the same? Or? They
0: all looked like a very like muscly dude's face with makeup on and like short hair ish, but like uh, yeah.
1: and they just didn't they didn't have one sketch that was a woman. like no, I don't know.
0: I mean, they didn't say on the poster that it was a man. But the like everyone was just calling this person El Matavijitas. So they were just like Yeah. Right. And um yeah, they posted them everywhere. Police cars, um, subways, buses, parks. They put them on buses? This was like a big thing. Official.
1: Yeah. Everyone was like aware of this at the time.
0: Because like it's not normal for Mexico. Right. Um, but yeah. So most of these and they put them in places primarily where the killings happened the most.
1: Which was? Which
0: were near parks, public spaces. Right. A lot of them. Wait, um,
1: I thought that a lot of the murders happened in their homes.
0: They did, but we're going to talk about that in a second. All right. Um, so they posted all these wanted signs around, um, and... This part of the story is particularly interesting because it's when the police decide to actually arrest between 38 and 50 cross-dressing sex workers off the streets in low-income areas that, quote-unquote, fit the description of the killer.
1: Right. That's 38 to 50? Yeah, and they interviewed, like,
0: more than 300 people.
1: And these people, like the description that wasn't yeah. even backed with evidence really right
0: exactly um so they were taken into custody had their photos and fingerprints taken police and then like yeah it's fucked up and discriminatory and um yeah
1: and you said it was in lower income neighborhoods yeah so, so this t- is where they were putting up all the
0: posters as yeah well. they didn't go to the upper income like gay bars or anything like that right Um, so you can see clearly the classist and homophobic elements to this investigation. Fucked up. Yeah. Um, so nothing really happened after that for a while. For, like, a few years? Yeah, for three years. Until in 2006, so three years after the killings, on January 25th. A renter was coming home when he noticed that his landlord's door was open. And this was an elderly woman named Ana Maria Reyes Alfaro, and her door was open. And so he decided to go in, check on her, say hi. And he found her dead on the floor, strangled. But what makes this case different is that he actually saw um, El Mata Viejitas running from the scene wait so in these three years there were more murders yeah there were right
1: and Um, so they hadn't gotten anywhere
0: how many but there were more wow she kept doing it Mm -hmm. and um so yeah and so this case he ran after her and by some random stroke of luck police were nearby and he called to them and they they caught her And, um, yeah, they finally caught her. And they figured out that it was a woman because they caught her.
1: Juana Barraza. Yeah. Crazy.
0: Um, So, yeah, they searched her, and she had two plastic bags on her. um, And in the bags contained stethoscope and a list of beneficiaries of the government program called Civale. What was that? So, it was a social service program that gave aid to Mexico City citizens over the age of 70 so what she was doing it was just
1: a list of old people
0: yes yeah, so what she was doing was finding them in parks pretending to be with this um program taking them back to their houses oh. and
1: killing
0: them yeah
1: jesus
0: yeah so she so used that as, so
1: she had a specific like yeah she was organized in right in terms of how she, she was, was organized
0: killing. wow she was an organized killer and um, so, obviously, this is a giant turning point because they caught her. She confesses. And the name El Matavijitas changes to La Matavijitas. And media representation stopped portraying the killer as intelligent. So they thought that they were,
1: like, a mastermind before Yeah. This.
0: They were like, he's a brilliant killer. And now they're, like... She is insane and pathological. <laughs> and here's the crazy part. Here's, like, the big cherry on top. People actually, um, like, the media actually tried to link the killings to her menstrual cycle.
1: Girl, you lying. You're kidding no, me. Oh, my god! I'm not joking.
0: Like, they, like, made a full moon calendar and then, like, tried to, like, pinpoint when the killings were like just like stupid fucking bullshit stuff. Jesus. Like all of that shit came out, and um, yeah, and she had actually been on live TV a week before, which is interesting because she was being interviewed at a lucha libre event. Right. And actually, she was a lucha libre wrestler herself. Wow. Herself. So she that makes was sense one. for
1: why all the murders were like. Yeah. Very she physical. was a strong
0: person. And um female lucha libre wrestlers <laughs> female lucha libre wrestlers were much rarer and posed a like more unconventional approach to the typically right. male dominated sport.
1: Interesting. So did she she only fought women or did she fight other men?
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure she only fought women. I don't know if there was like a women versus man like kind of right. game, but yeah. And um so yeah, super rare. Um, but her wrestling name was La Dama del Silencio or the Lady of Silence. Huh. Creepy.
1: That is creepy.
0: <laughs> really creepy. Wow. Um, but yeah, and a wrestler is like in this specific sport, a wrestler is either a rudo or a Technica. So, rudos are, like, the bad guys who fight rough, undisciplined, like, and the public hates them. Right. And they, like, take low blows. They do things against the rules of lucha libre. So, it's, like, the typical, like, big, like, guy that comes on the, the stage first. And everyone's, like, oh, my God. Boo. And then the hero comes on, who is the technico, which Yay. are the good guys who fight, like, honorably. And so, everyone roots for them. From
1: my intelligent Spanish abilities.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> technico
1: means, like, technical, right?
0: I think
1: so. Yes, interesting. I think it does. <laughs> so,
0: technical. So, they're, like, so, the like, ones that, like, follow strategic. the rules. Strategic. strategic. So, yeah.
1: was she a Rudo or was she a Tecnico? She was a Rudo.
0: Interesante. Very surprising, though. Jeez. Not surprising at all. But, wow. um, Yeah. So she was a Rudo. She was a Rudo, you know Ludo, Lucha Libre wrestler. But you know
1: what's kind of crazy? And she is cold, that, like, kill old ladies. People could identify her face. People could identify her face, right? Yeah. Like she was on TV, yet, and she probably I mean, she, she
0: was, wasn't on TV as a wrestler. She was actually just like attending a Lucha Libre event, right. and then but they, like she like, was. Interviewed people her.
1: saw her. Like she yeah. was probably
0: you know she's more well I mean, known. There is than... the thing about the mask though. Like she oh. wore that when she was wrestling.
1: Right. But, I mean, she probably wasn't wearing it when she was on the television making doing an interview, right? And so I just think it's, like, weird that she fit the description of what the, like, eyewitnesses were saying, right? right? And even then, with her being more, like, more famous than, like, the passerby, like, she still wasn't identified and she was
0: on TV. Right. But it's, like kind of trying to find a needle in a haystack they didn't have a single shred of evidence they
1: didn't have a shred of evidence but that's just because like had they actually taken the eyewitness reports and made in like a you know one of the drawings of you know the serial killer had they made it actually accurate to being a woman you think they would have found her i think it would have been not three years going by without seeing anything really I just – I mean, I just think it's, like, it really – I don't think they
0: ever would have found anything, in like, until she was caught. Like, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't even, think they – Even if they, like, realized that she was a woman, like, what are they going to do? Okay, Get a maybe... bunch of short-haired women in the, like – Yeah, but that's <laughs> better
1: than finding, what, 64 – no, not 64. What was it, 38 to 50 homosexual, yeah. you know, cross – I that's... mean,
0: like, they, they were homophobic, but I, like – also think that they even if they weren't homophobic their investigation would still fail
1: (laughs) you (laughs) know what i'm saying no true but i just like okay even if i'm wrong about that like i know what you mean but three years passed three
0: years Yeah. because
1: they couldn't think it was a woman right like are you kidding me are you (laughs) kidding me like that's honestly crazy and they couldn't even trust the public with eyewitness reports i just think i just think they they could have had like an More of an inkling about who the suspect was, right? Like if they believed it was a woman, because she was on TV, bro. I mean, yeah, yeah,
0: it's true. Potentially, maybe I'm wrong, but still, that's it's just crazy. But it's like different with women, right? Like they can't just like arrest a woman off the street. Like they they can take like sex workers off the street because they're in like vulnerable positions and are taken advantage of all the time, and so they can just take them off the street and no one cares. But, like, just, like, a random, like, woman. Like, I don't know if it's going to be the same thing. Though. Right. Um, But, yeah. So, anyway, So, she was a wrestler. Yeah, she was a wrestler. All in all. And she was arrested. And then, this is, like, the part where all the psychologists and criminologists start, like, putting in their piece about what they think happened to her and all of their ideas and writing books about it and stuff like mm. that. And, it's like, a lot of their ideas are really not not smart like, just, <laughs> wow. like really uh, like like one like people are talking about how like her lack of beauty her lack of like feminine features like make her a criminal and oh, like what? they like they are used they are used as like a quote-unquote evidence out of her criminality just because she has, like, masculine features and isn't, like, the typical, like, And they're, pretty, like, professional
1: people. That's the first thing that they
0: think. Facial features. Like, literally how someone looks. This is a psychologist. You're supposed to be thinking <laughs> about, like, your brain. And they're talking about her face. Jesus. Um, but, yeah. So, do we actually know... What the motive is? Yeah, because that yeah. doesn't sound like a good motive to we me. We do know what the motive is. Clearly. We know. And... Um, basically, Barraza was, like many serial killers, a victim of abuse. And her childhood was very traumatic. And it's actually a very tragic story. She was sold by her mother for three beers um, to a random man when she was 13.
1: You're kidding. That's no. so fucked up. My
0: god. Right. So, she was sold and um sexually abused i mean god knows what happened to her in between those periods of time right um like who even is this man she sold to um but then she has a son when she's 16 who she sees get murdered right in front of her at a bar by a, a group of drunk young men
1: i mean like wouldn't you think that her victims would be men
0: just you would because, because think that that's, that's like who right? abused her like men abused right. her but I think that her mom abandoning her is what she thinks triggers all of it because, Did she say that? well yeah she says that her mom abandoning her is the reason why she does it and something really interesting is that all of the women that she killed oh my were God. around the age of what her mother would have Girl. been so that's a little freaky that
1: is really freaky so we don't
0: actually know if she was like in contact with her mother ever if her mother died but um i wonder yeah. if she
1: was like trying to find her mother and trying to like yeah. kill all these women to get to her maybe or... she like
0: forgot what her mother's name was so she just went around killing or she just
1: like hates old,
0: old women. women who yeah. are
1: you know that age i don't know that's crazy um
0: but she said she did it out of anger at them so she was angry at these old women she said that herself yeah she said that wow um she didn't know her victims but she was angry at them Hmm. and yeah so again the theme of abuse comes up yeah i mean we see that with
1: at least most of the serial killers that we've covered in this season so far for sure like wow i mean i just wow it's weird that her target wasn't men when that was kind of also, like a fundamental part of her yeah. childhood, abuse.
0: and yeah, wow. The case closed after her arrest, even though many, like thirty murders, were unaccounted for. So she only confessed to what was her name. So she only confessed to Alfaro. Mm, interesting. Um. Yeah, she admitted to that one.
1: But they still believe that she did the other.
0: Yeah. One. Um. So. The prosecution in 2008 alleged that she had been responsible for as many as 40 deaths. Jesus. So, yeah, she killed a lot of people That's without being caught. That's a lot
1: more than pretty much any other serial killer we've
0: yeah, done. Yeah, for sure. And she told the police that her motive was lingering resentment regarding her own mother's treatment to her. Wow. And so on March 31st, she was found guilty on 16 charges of murder and aggravated burglary. So she actually stole some things from these people's houses.
1: Anything specific? I think just, like,
0: money. I, I, like, I really couldn't find, like, the details of each victim. Um, But, yeah. You know what would have been,
1: like, not funny, but you know what would have been really cool? What? Is if she stole exactly three beers from all of her victims. Oh my god. That'd be crazy. That would have been really crazy. But she probably only stole for, like, money because she wasn't that well off no
0: she? she wasn't she was um working class i'm pretty sure right but yeah so on march 31st she was found guilty and the sentence is a bit extreme i mean like compared to like other killers in mexico she has gotten the longest sentence ever what was it it was 759 years
1: girl what i feel like they should honestly just stop at this <laughs> point like 750 yeah.
0: 750- it's just to showcase to the world that they're like tough we're not letting this slide 759 years jesus christ it's like a count of all the victims is she still alive stuff. she is still alive i'm pretty sure she's in a prison and this author of the book that i um primarily did my research from it went and interviewed her what was the book i went and talked the book is called the little lady killer the sensationalized crimes of mexico's first female serial killer i recommend it highly it's really good and it doesn't only delve into juana barraza it also talks about like just like mexico as a whole and culture and like yeah the norms. I mean, that's a
1: big part of this story it's yeah. just like the culture Like, first with, you know, abuelas and, you know, like, grandmothers being, like, prized members of, like, Mexican culture. And then with just the biases, like, all of the biases of, like, the community
0: and, like, specifically with the police force. But, yeah, it's a great book and I definitely recommend it. Um, And something, so, yeah, that was the case of Juana Barraza.
1: That's a, that's a crazy one.
0: Yeah, it is pretty crazy. It's not typical Um, victims, like, I've never really seen, like, old ladies being killed before.
1: Jesus. Even by
0: men. I don't know. It's crazy. Um, But uh, one really important thing to note is that in the book, um, Little Lady Killer, um, the author talks about something else going on in Mexico.
1: But it's related.
0: That is related, which is uh, Las Muertas de Juarez, and it is uh, horrific. It's A. It's about how, like, since 1994, at least 460 women have been murdered in Ciudad Juarez, and another 4,587 women have disappeared. Jesus. And that's according to a 2003 National Human Rights Commission report. So we don't know if there have been more in the 17 there years. Probably, have. probably, yeah. Because officials aren't taking it seriously, and they continue to deny that gender violence exists, and um, they fail to investigate these cases because the victims are young, poor, brown, they're in vulnerable positions, and no one cares and no one talks about it. And yeah. Wow. Super fucked up, super horrific. We're going to try to put um a organization, if we can find one, that is trying to stop this. Um, but, yeah, it's still going on. It's a giant femicide.
1: Yeah, femicide. And this, like, really relates to, like, the biases of the police force, like, that we see in this story. We already saw it with, like, the homophobic you know, tendencies of the police force and their classism and just, like, how they didn't think it was a woman. And that just really connects to what's going on today. Like, I mean,
0: it's been going on
1: forever, but what we're talking about, like, in today's climate about police brutality and police bias.
0: Yeah. Police targeting and profiling people that are from specific groups, races, stuff like that. And um, it's, it's, it's ingrained, it's deeply ingrained in our systems. Yeah. This discriminatory profiling practice, practice where police just decide, because of their own biases, what someone is, what a criminal is supposed to look like, quote unquote. Right. In America, that's yeah. just,
1: you know. In a America, black it's
0: literally everywhere. And it's like, okay, there's a criminal, a robber. Like, their first thought is just, like, a black male 20 to 25 or whatever. Right. And they go out, and these fucking profiling practices kill people. These officers murder civilians. Right. So, it's, like, this relates to everything. Oh, it this relates case. for
1: sure, just because, like, again, from 2003 to 2006, nothing happened in the case. Right. Because they thought it was a homosexual cross dresser. Yeah. Like that's a that's their bias. I mean, their bias is really fucked up. I mean, the bias in America with like black people being targeted is kind of I mean a little bit more fucked up because they're killed by police officers. But just in this case, like the number of people that were killed between two thousand three and two thousand six because of this bias, because of you know, the discriminatory profiling. Like, yeah. that's crazy, and it really just needs to be addressed. I mean, it's being addressed in America. It's in the conversation. Nothing right. nothing is really happening that's substantial. I mean, a lot of conversations are happening, but not, no, like, real action is being taken. But, like, it's also present in other countries, like, yeah. and we need to talk about that.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, And the ACLU actually has a really nice little description of, like, um discriminatory profiling practices and stuff like that do you want to read this yeah little sure part? so from this article
1: which we'll put into the yeah. yeah these practices are constitutionally suspect and stigmatize entire communities instead of focusing on individualized evidence of criminal activity using race the color of someone's skin religion or ethnicity as a bias as a basis mm-hmm. for suspicion or and investigation and it's unconstitutional and unfair yeah so, yeah, I mean, that's really just kind of, a, like, summarizing the real issue of this case.
0: Yeah, police, the police systems everywhere are really screwed. Yeah, honestly. So, uh, yeah, and we just want to say, as Crime Time, we support the Black Lives Matter movement, obviously. Sure. And we're going to put a bunch of um, BLM resources, donations that you can do in our bio, we're gonna add posts about that for sure, um, but yeah, take action and be aware and have conversations because this is really like a turning point in it really is. our country, and yeah, it's very important. So, yeah. Wait, I feel like there was something else that we said. <laughs> oh in the last yeah, one. what did you um, say? Female, like women, being targets of abuse.
1: Yeah, but I'm trying to remember what I said. (laughs)
0: Let
1: me think. Let me think. think. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to go. And you know what's also, like, almost not as important, but very important is just, like, the issue that we see with all all of these, or most of them, all of these stories that we're talking about with female serial killers is just how they're childhood and their environment is kind of what fosters them like turning into these people
0: yeah like
1: that's as ingrained like that fucked upness is as ingrained in our society as you know these yeah. as police brutality and, and it's just like yeah it's crazy i mean like not only did her mom obviously suck but like she was sexually abused no we don't even know like to yeah. what extent and then Like, that's really what caused her to become this person today.
0: Yeah, and, like, the femicides going on all over the world. And just, like, in general, like, women. Like, this whole story, you can just see the misogyny over and over. Like, it's everywhere. Men think that women are dispensable. And it's just, like, it's crazy. Yeah. Especially poor sex workers. I mean, if
1: it was just a bunch of men disappearing, it would probably get more press. Right. And, like, the only reason why the Juana Barraza story was so big was, like, it was the first, like, real serial killer, real female serial killer in Mexico. But also, it was, like, you know, abuelas, like, grandmothers. That's, like, a person in the family that's prioritized, you know, the same as men are prioritized in pretty much any, like, culture and any, like... Family, really. So that's just kind of like, right. We need to prioritize these young women who are like poor and like don't have resources, yeah. and just like, it's just so fucked up. Like with the number of women that are dying and like going missing in what is it Juarez or something? Yes.
0: Yeah. Theater, Juarez. Just like, it's crazy.
1: Like their their environment can either get them killed or turn them into killers you know what i mean and it's just like
0: it's a culture of violence against women and you know and it's
1: it's it's like born from the cultural bias right yeah you know which also connects to like the other biases that we saw in this
0: right and even literally us as like privileged new yorkers we live in
1: Carroll Gardens.
0: Yeah. We live in Brooklyn. We still Brooklyn. like look behind our backs oh, when for we sure. See men. Like we're still like
1: paranoid. And so we, like imagining, you know, people who live in like less yeah privileged neighborhoods, like their fear is probably multiplied by
0: a thousand yeah. compared to ours. It's yeah, it's it's a giant issue for sure. But yeah so thank you so much for listening yes we know it's been like a really long time uh-huh. but we're back officially yes so and we're going to like we're kind of running out of female killers i mean we have a few more lined up I think. yeah but
1: like all of the episodes are gonna be this short you know yeah like- so
0: <laughs> we are running low so we are made like we're gonna like Make another season of this. We're going to different crimes. Yeah. So season one, female killers. But season two, we need your input. We have like a few like circulating ideas, like bank heists, big robberies, art heists. Maybe yeah. like
1: art heists. Yeah. Art anyway, heist could be cool. So we right? I think
0: we're gonna do a poll and see. Like yeah. What or just what like send a, DM us, talk to us. We love you. <laughs> um. But yeah. Thank you so much for listening. And. Stay tuned. Ciao.